0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fees, 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement. Due $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.
1: Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carismy. We are continuing our conversation about bridge builders. I just got done with their president, S. Michael Craven. Up next, Urban Missionary Clifton Reese. He is a part of this organization, and I'm glad you're here.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to be here.
1: Well, thank you. All right, so have you done interviews before? Yes. You have?
0: Not on radio. But Not
1: on radio, okay. That's
0: why I've done a lot of interviews. Okay, good. All right. Okay, you seem
1: comfortable. You seem calm with this. All right, so you are an urban missionary for bridge builders. What does that mean? What do you do?
0: Probably about a year ago, I didn't know what a world an urban missionary was uh, <laughs> until uh, Michael Craven came to me and explained that, <laughs> you know? So uh, really... Um, Urban missionary is really, um, you know, when I, all I knew about was missionaries, you know, and, and thought about what a missionary does, yeah. you know, and missionaries goals, you know, I always thought about internationally, yeah, you know, you're getting on a plane, you're getting uh, on a boat, you're going somewhere to, to share the gospel and yes. in, in a foreign land until Craven came and said, Hey, you're an urban missionary. And I was like, okay, well, what, what did that mean? And, you know, and, um, and so, what that is is just somebody that goes into a place where they live and just speak the truth and um, share the gospel um, to those people in that in that um, in that area.
1: Okay, so you have been a part of Bridge Builders for how long?
0: Well, um, I think affiliated with the ministry, probably going on ten years.
1: Wow. So, how did you first find it?
0: Man, I, I was I dropped out of school probably my senior year in high school uh, after my best friend was murdered. Your real life just really just took a toll on me. So I just really just got away from that and, you know, in and out of horrible relationships, find my wife and, um, you know, um, just really wanted that street life and live that street life. And so um, my wife ended up asking me to pick and choose. Um, whether you know, she gave me really gave me an ultimatum and told me, say, "Hey, you choose your family or you choose the streets. Which one do you want?" And and I chose the streets over my family, and I just seen uh, you know my life just start taking a turn for the worse.
1: So, was it drugs? Was it violence? What were you doing? What were you? You know, doing?
0: I, I sold drugs and and smoked weed and and did you know did those drugs and and my wife just didn't want a part of that. Yeah. You know, my wife wanted a you know a, a husband to you know, provide, but provide in the right way and, and be home. Cause that's what it was for me. I did not, never like to be at home. I, I always wanted to run the streets and, and she, um, and she gave me an ultimatum to choose. And, and when I chose the streets, it seemed like I lost everything. I lost my family. I lost my job. I lost, you know, vehicles, I lost house, um, to sleeping in a car and became homeless, um, in that time. And so, um, and during that time, um, I was sleeping in a car. I remember um, these guys that I was getting high with. I used to see them going in and out of GD class. And so I was like, you know, I always wanted to go back and finish school. but mm. dang show didn't want to go back to high school and finish at the age 23, right. 24 years old. So I was like, okay, you know, and so um, uh, in the gym turn Turner Course where, we, um, where I, I was at, um, they had a GED class. And so I used to see these guys I was getting high with going in and out this class. And and I was like, man, let me, let me. I said, and, and it's crazy because I was sitting here and as loud as my voice is now, I heard this voice in my head says, what do you want to do with your life? Didn't know what the world that was. And so I walked across the street just to enroll in class. Little did I know that it was part of a ministry called his bridge builder. So I walked around looking for hope. And and like um, Michael said earlier, uh, H.I.S. hope and salvation. I was searching for hope. And and when I became when I got into G.D. class, that's when you know, it was crazy. I was like, man, this is hope in salvation. So the hope I was looking for, I was looking for in the wrong place and, and didn't realize the hope I was looking for was in Jesus Christ.
1: When you took that first step towards your GED when you first walked in that building, did you want to change yourself just because you didn't like the circumstance that you were in or were you trying to get your family back?
0: Looking at the big picture, it was to it's really to get it was both, mm-hmm. but mainly uh was for my family. You know, I always, you know, when during that time, I it was I was broken, I was dying literally. And And I knew I'd never want my children to see me live that way. And so the whole idea was for me to to get my life. My wife used to always tell me, "You have to do you." Uh, My brother Anthony he was always tell me, "Hey, you need to do you. In order for you to take care of your family or to take care, help take care of us, you you will have to do you first. And 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 that was that first step for me was doing me. And and I. You know, in during that time going in and out of class, I, used, I remember I used to go to class drunk, you know, and and Miss Bussey, who's with our work program now. She was my teacher at that time. And I just remember in class, um, we used to do Bible study. So this is how it really got introduced to Bridge Builders was through Reverend Goins, um, Reverend Ronnie Goins. He used to come down and do Bible study during class, around lunchtime, and I used to be up here like, man, you know, and he used to do the basketball in the Word at the same time, and so we used to go on uh, Tuesday nights, and we used to, you know, go play basketball, and he'll stop and do a devotion, and I remember he was, you know, uh, a, a seminary student at the time, and he was a minister so- associate for Bridge Builders, and, and he had told me, he had shared the gospel that night, and he said, choose whether you want to live or die, you know? and And so I was like, man, I'm just dying. He said, but after me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And that's when I chose. I said, I had to try everything else. And and I was like, I used to always think um, Christians was like soft and things like that. Well, we are soft, but I I believe, you know, God showed me something different and 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 I chose to follow Jesus Christ and that's how I got introduced to Bridge Build.
1: So once you had that faith you were able to finish your GED program
0: Oh yeah I finished that I, I it was it was crazy I, I finished that and passed that and
1: what did and, that feel like? did that so wait you did the GED before you kind of had this uh, awakening no,
0: at the same I, I, it was it was in that whole process okay I, I had the awakening and, and God showed me who I was Miss Velma who I love so dearly she told me one thing she said, why are you playing with your life? You know, and so did you have an answer for that? No, I left for about a week and came back, and I told her thank you because it opened my eyes. Because I had, I had, I had an encounter with when when he shared the gospel, but gospel with me at that time. I chose to say I want I want to follow Christ, and that's when I met Mike Fechner, um, who I love so dear. He was my father in the faith, um, like uh, Craven said. He went home to be with the Lord, and. And he sit up here, and he told me that night. He said, "I will walk with you as far as you want to walk, but when you stop, I'ma keep going." And and when Miss Velma told me that, I I knew that somebody cared about my life, and not just cared about uh, me me as a a number or uh, as an you know. And so she just really cared about my life, and and I came back and I apologized to her because I was I was seriously I was coming to class high drunk, and that opened my eyes, and so. That's what really exposed me to want to do better.
1: you were still at a point where you were still kind of messing around even when you got your GED
0: yeah yeah I was still messing around I was still messing around with with drugs I was still messing around with uh women and at the same time that's the reason why my life told me, my wife told me you choose which one you want to do and and I chose the wrong thing but in that in in that process God showed me me
1: so you're making this this you're making this march forward to the person you are today you have accepted god into your life you've got a ged you've got people that you look up to and they're going to give you help but now you've got to go back to your wife and let her know that you're a changed person how did you do that and how did you make it so she understood that this was a real change and that you you had made yourself the kind of person that she always wanted
0: well one experience that i had you know i you know started going to church and I remember I never had a suit before. And the church I was going to uh, in Plano, uh, this pastor said, Hey, I want to take you and buy your suit. And he went and took me to Kenji. I remember he bought me a Stacy Adams suit, nice, black, everything, right? And, and it was amazing. It was one sun summer Sunday evening, 90 some degrees outside. Going to visit my wife, I haven't seen her ever since we separated. So, like, how long
1: is it? Like, is that months?
0: That was was probably about around about, like, six, seven months since we separated that I didn't see her. Okay. And so um, I went to try to visit her and the kids, and I rent the ring, the doorbell at her mother's house. Yeah. And she looked out, and she seen me, and she seen me with my Bible, and she thought I was a Muslim. (laughs) She thought I was a Muslim. No, no story. She's, you know, she would not let the children come out and see me. Uh huh. She would, um, and, and we talked, and, and I, and that's when, you know, when I did that, um, you know, I, I shared with her all the things, you know, that I did wrong, um, before our separation and during myself, our separation, the things that, um, that was hindering our marriage and, and the things that I was doing, uh, to hurt our marriage. And, and, you know, it, it was crazy. She she said, okay, and bye, you know. <laughs> you know, and so I didn't see her for probably about another six months, you know, um, during that time.
1: It's amazing the transformative property that a suit gives you, right? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of amazing. Uh, yeah. Even it, on a hot summer night, oh, if you know oh you, that God. suit fits, you're like, I'm wearing the suit. I, I'm
0: telling you, I, I wore it, and, you know, because I had to go to church and, you know, and I, I wanted her to see me look good, too. Cause when you know being being homeless without anything, yeah. you know my wife all my clothes was at my wife's house and she would not bring me clothes, she would not do anything. She really just left me, and 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 really you said how did I find Bridge Builders? Bridge Builders found me, hmm. and, and that time where I was in that process of of rehabilitation, you know, um, that 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 whole process you know, made me who I am today. It made me appreciate life. I think like Craven was saying earlier, um, it's not about charity. It's not about that, um, blind charity. It was, you know, when, when Mike told me he'll walk with me first as I want to walk, he, he, he was an example to follow. He didn't just tell me he'll walk with me. He showed me how to walk as a, as a man. Um, after God, and he, he showed me how to walk as a husband and as a father and as a friend and as a brother. He, he showed he, he he was an example. He was on display. And, and and that's who I learned from. His son, who was a, a senior in high school, um, I was 25 at the time, uh, his son, 24, 25 at the time. His son was a senior in high school and his son became my mentor.
1: This seems to be a a huge part of Bridge Builders, and I talked to Michael Craven in the previous segment about this, really bringing somebody in and making them feel a part of this organization so that they can be honest with themselves and so they can learn to grow. Yes. And so that's – you might be the best example of that because they really took you in and you really accepted that help and made yourself new because – I think another component to this is it sounds like your wife made all the right choices.
0: Yeah. Your wife did.
1: could have done little things like give you your clothes back that would have given you just that little inch of rope to kind of continue doing what you were doing.
0: So Perfect. It,
1: you, you kind of had all these things working for you and luckily you accepted that help and you made the right choices.
0: I think, I believe you know, I told my wife the exact thing you just said, if she would have accepted me back or allowed me to come back home you know, when she told me to choose, yeah. I really, truly believe I was still been doing the same exact thing all over and all over. And when Mike, he adopted me into his family, you know, I'm I'm a fetchner uh, by association. You know, God has blessed me with that family. And they, they really poured into me and they poured into my family because they love us unconditionally. It, it ain't because... Um, they want to feel good about helping a black man because this is a white family. It wasn't that. They really showed what love really is. They came in and showed me how 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 a man should live, how a family, how a man should like like Craven said, my 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 family is is more important to me than I could ever think of. You know, it's not about what I can do for them, but how 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 what can I show show them? You know, and so. Um, That that was real powerful for me, for my wife doing that and for the fashioners and then as an organization, because they did show me um, I'm thankful that they didn't baby me through it, Mm. that they really made me work hard at what I uh, what I wanted and not just give me anything.
1: It just seems like this organization, if you're going to be a part of it, you have to be. It's really about being responsible for yourself, and that's really exactly. it. They'll give you a pathway, yeah. but you kind of have to walk that path.
0: You have to. All
1: right, so your wife kicked you out once. You came <laughs> back, even in a good-looking suit, and she still kicked you out. Oh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> when did when did you finally convince her to, to come around and, and accept you as this new person?
0: You know, I, I continued to reach out to her. Um, you didn't you give know, up. No, I didn't. I, I really didn't because she didn't give up on me. Because one thing I can tell you about my wife and my children, this is a, a blessing. Uh, my wife and children are hearing impaired. You know, they are deaf. And so I learned sign your language. Your wife and your kids are? Yes, my wife and children. And, and that was so unique to me because my mom was hearing impaired. But I never knew any sign language at that time. Wow. I never knew it. But my wife, in order for me to be with her, she said, you have to learn sign language if you want to be with me. And talk to my children you know because she had three girls when i met her and and that was powerful for me because i always wanted a family i i was searching for love when i was growing up because that that that's something that i didn't have especially love for my own mother uh for my father you know uh, my father you know it, it, that's a, a story within itself because even though he wanted to be there But because of his drug addiction, something that he had, my mom didn't want him to be a part of that. And so I grew up not knowing who he was until I was probably about 12, you know, when I really started seeing him. But after that, you know, we didn't have that type of relationship. But I'm I'm like till today, I I love him because I knew he tried. Um, And so um, it, it, it was, you know, that just that whole turn uh, of events like my wife, you know, she took, you know, and when she left me, you know, it, it was, it was, it was, it was, I think the best thing for both of us, at the time.
1: All right, so you have gone through this amazing transformation, and you decided to stick with Bridge Builders. So yeah. was this one of those things where you took a part in the job program and got a job somewhere else, and then came back to the organization, or did you get into Bridge Builders and just you just stuck around and and this is your job now?
0: Uh So. At the time, we had uh, optical training class. So we uh, Tim, who was over that, he was training people to be opticians. Okay. And so I partook in that program, and and it was like you know me learning how to work in the dispensary at any kind of eye clinic. Uh, when I when I started working there, I worked in a lab. I learned how to make glasses. I learned how to fit people for glasses. So I learned all these this this trade. But I was working at a warehouse at nighttime, and I was never home because there was class during the day, work at night. Then I started volunteering at Bridge Builders after I finished. So that's where uh, Mike seen my dedication, and he seen, you know, and he heard all the things that I was doing, and he saw it, and and he sit up here and asked me if I offer you a full time position. Will you leave your night job and go home to your family? And I told him, yeah. And at the time I was I was I loved my night job money and I mm-hmm. loved okay I'm I I start working full time with the ministry and and I was still working nights nice, and next thing you know he's you know I I things just start happening to where at that night job to where I was finding myself going backwards. Yeah. You know and then all of a sudden I prayed God is this this job not for me. You take it away from me. It was crazy because the next day They tried to suspend me. And I told them, you know what, this is Lord showing me that I don't need you, that I need to be um, at this eye clinic and home with my family. And that's what ended up happening. And I I did that for like five years and then transitioned from the eye clinic to working in the community. But really no direction in the community on the community development staff and Next thing you know, um, Nathan Sheets, who owned Nature Nates Honey Company in McKinney, um, came to a Bible study uh, in the community and heard about these jobs, people needing jobs. People was getting out of prison, wanted jobs, wanted to work. And and next thing you know, he was like, do you think these guys would be interested in beekeeping? And I started thinking black beekeepers. I was like, <laughs> you know, and so, you know, and so, um, you know, I, I I'm like, I, somebody called me and told me it was a meeting about it and yeah. and asked me, would I come? And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, and so I went and joined the meeting, and they asked, would you want to be a part of this? And I was like, yeah, I, I don't mind. I'm the only guy that had a driver's license. It was really to help. I was full-time with the ministry, so it was really to help these guys who was getting out of prison that really didn't have no sense of direction. You know, like, um, like, like Craven said earlier, that was that people will say that's unemployable and so I was going to help them. Um, and so I used to go up, take them up every Wednesday. Then all of a sudden they stopped, you know, and I just kept going. Um, and so Nathan created a position for me to intern for him, um, for, However long, you know, I I went up to his company, created a position. So I worked for Nathan Sheets for about two and a half years. Um, and during that last year, last probably six months to a year that I was there, um, I got a I think I, I ran into Craven. And he asked me, have I ever thought about coming back to the ministry and serve as a missionary? And I was like, at first, I didn't know what the world it was. Ministry ever since, you know, I had started Became a part of Bridgeville's ministry is all I knew. Loving on people is all I knew. And so, and all I, and that's all I, I all I dreamed about was loving on people and helping people. And, and when I left, it, it was a heartbreak for me because I, th- I, I sat with Mike Fetchner, who I call dad. Um, I sat in his office and, and cried. I remember it was January. Um, of 2014 i remember sitting there um talking to him in his office and he said i've and i told him what the lord has been speaking to me on and he looked at me and told me he said i believe it's about time that you do that and so i went up and worked for nathan for two and a half years and like i said michael called me and asked me about it and he said just pray about it and 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 one thing led to another long story short he ended up um you know god ended up leading me back to the ministry after those two and a half years to serve as an urban missionary in bunton in the community where i grew up in you know so the things that i experienced in life whether it was you know our community was con- uh, confess it was it was just infested with um drugs gang activity um prostitution and all that stuff and 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 men that was broken exactly like me and so um, serving as an urban missionary in that community where I grew up in and, and the people know me, that, that what really took the heart of me, that I can go back into this community and love on people and, and, and share the gospel with them and share with them and a lot of people knowing where I came from and the things that I've been through.
1: It's the perfect full-circle story. Oh, no, I mean, it's perfect. Like, it goes right back home. Yeah. Clifton Reese is an urban missionary, a beekeeper. Yeah, Father, husband, and a successful example of what Bridge Builders does. Their website, hisbridgebuilders.org, also makingpovertyhistory.org. Clifton, I really, really want to thank you for your time today and for your story. I really appreciate it.
0: We thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.